0: Because everything goes well with the tequila soda. Hi guys. Shake and Q. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: <Hi. laughs>
0: Alright, just... Well, well, can I go into the intro this time now? Like... We'll be like, hi guys, welcome back. And like this time, I'll say start. start, Yes. Hi guys, welcome Welcome back to our podcast. podcast. Thank you so much for listening to episode one and two. We love all your feedback, reviews, and comments. And we're so excited to do another episode with you guys. Um, We're actually drinking proper tequila this time. Alejandro went out and grabbed a huge bottle of Casamigos. You only drink in style. Shout out to Casamigos. We love you. Um, So it's a proper tequila soda lime.
1: We're no longer struggling. No, we're done. I still like the Margarita though. Uh, You can go next door. A newbie tequila (laughs) drinker, guys. So can we talk about what is going on in today's pop culture world? Because I am flabbergasted. Please talk about it, because I have no clue what's going on. Okay, we can start with Kanye West's mental breakdown. Can we talk about that? Have you guys been following Yeah, that? what's
2: been going on with him and Kim and Twitter right now? So I'm
1: getting... Okay, let me just start by saying I absolutely adore the Kardashians. I really do. Ugh, oh, I if, can't. If you know me, you know I adore I do them. too. Yeah, like Kris Jenner and my mom are my two idols in life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have to clarify my mom so she doesn't get offended. Um, yeah, so I always loved Kim and Kanye, Kimye, and now they're in the talks of a divorce because Kanye is running for president, even though he's not fit, whatever. Um, and then he went on a rally in South Carolina and had a mental breakdown, a manic episode because of his bipolar disorder, and he he's bipolar not medicated. Disorder? Yes, he I just found out yesterday from Alejandra. Really? Yeah, no, I didn't it's know fair. either. I think it's been 2 years where he said he no longer feels the need to get medicated oh, and wow. that he's okay with his bipolar disorder um like being going untreated because he thinks being treated is the government putting chips in his head which kind of <laughs> Why like do I like to kind I... of love him for saying that. Yeah. See,
2: I'd be team Kanye out
0: of Kim and Kanye to be honest. Me too. I can't deal with the butt injections.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I, so I find it ridiculous with the Kardashians and speaking on plastic surgery because I love plastic surgery. I'm all open for it. Like I've gotten fillers done. I'm very open with everyone and shout out to the people that have gotten lip fillers and have snapchatted me that they've gotten lip fillers because I know you're watching my stories, but, um, I hate the Kardashians because they deny it.
0: Yes. Like, do we really think Kylie's boobs are real?
1: No. And I just wish they were honest because I don't think people
2: care as much. Like I don't. I don't personally like it for myself. Power to you. If you want to make yourself
0: happier by how you look, do it. I've never gotten plastic surgery. I've never dyed my hair. I've never done anything unnatural in my eyes. But I wear makeup because it makes me feel better. And I do special things for myself because I feel that way. But if plastic surgery is what you want to do with your body. then go
2: for do it. Do it, but own it. Yeah, be honest about it. And
1: I like that plastic surgery is more or openly talked about now and more like accepted in the younger crowd I feel Mm -hmm. like whenever you talked about plastic surgery or Botox or fillers or something it was always looked at women 50 and up Mm -hmm. but I think what's causing all of our insecurities is like 20 something girls looking at these other girls we follow that have work done is that we're comparing ourselves to them because they're preaching this, like, unnatural naturel, like, yeah. body. Yeah. But really, it isn't. It's all silicone. I know. And it makes
2: you honestly be like, how do they look like that? And you don't because they're not being honest that they have had plastic surgery.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've always had body issues. And to be honest, looking at the Kardashians doesn't make me feel good about myself. It makes me feel worse because to them, that's natural. And they don't own what they do. So in their eyes, like, that's their natural beauty. And I don't feel... It's a good point. Like it is. So you look at yourself as like, oh, well, I don't have a jawline like that. Or I don't have an hourglass shape. Or my butt's not curvier than my stomach.
1: Yeah. It's a good point. I think my body type has always been like on the curvy side. Like Mm -hmm. I have like your typical Latin body. And I think looking at these IG girls and including the Kardashians and other celebrities who are the face of – of curves and hourglass, and they're not even real because they filter it on top yeah, of the plastic surgery. Yeah, on top surgery. of plastic surgery, they're face-tuning, which is a whole other topic. Um, but I think being open about it is what's important, and I love when people are open about it. Me how too, you? because then it's
2: just, then you're being honest, and then we just accept you. Like, even how Kylie hid for so long that she had lip fillers, and we all knew she did because it was pretty obvious and she hid it. When great, you have it, but just be honest about it. Especially, and then we have
0: girls doing the. Sorry to cut you off, weird. but I'm gonna type Aries over here. We have girls doing that <laughs> Kylie lip challenge because she's like, "Oh my, my lips are natural," and then they're bleeding and going to the and ER. And just went back to
1: 2017, but I loved the throwback because that's an But it's true. It's like it's you true. don't say that you have
0: lip fillers, so people are like, "Oh, I can do a natural and then version. They want to be like you. They're going to the hospital yeah. because they're
1: breaking their blood vessels yeah. in their lips. I like, think a question I always ask myself when I started getting lip fillers, which I haven't in almost a year now um was did I really want lip fillers was I truly self-conscious about my lips or was it what I was seeing every day from people I follow so I don't necessarily look at the Kardashians or look at an influencer I follow and get self-conscious like oh my god my body's not as good as theirs but you want to look
2: like them just like people who are getting plastic surgery just to look exactly like Kim Kardashian which is nuts it's
0: insane I think I just had a come to Jesus moment because I'm so not into pop culture and I think I'm not into it because it doesn't make me feel good and I think it's so inauthentic in my eyes what I see not all pop culture I think there's a ton of culture out there that is important but I think it's just not relatable that that's why I don't engage in it
2: I think the issue is that you see those people on let's say a reality show with perfect bodies they're gorgeous everyone loves them And I think it might just make you feel bad about yourself and maybe that's why some people aren't so much into it just because you look at people and from the outside perspective it looks like they have a perfect life. They may not, but what they're portraying is that their life is amazing and they look perfect all the time.
1: Yeah. And I also, what I really, really like now is that people are more honest about their veneers. Yes. I agree. I love veneers, I must say. If they're done well, I think yes. they look amazing. They're an investment. I, I follow this girl who like was talking about her veneers, and she was like, yeah, I dropped $17,000. I'm like, oh my god. But it's stunning. It's now stunning I work. I hate my teeth, because I love veneers. That's my So I don't hate my teeth, but I, I hate that they're not veneers. Because they're not that white, white. and yeah, so I think and it's that, not the
2: white. Yeah. I don't hate my teeth, but you see people who have such white, white teeth, and you want... That white teeth, so you try whitening strips or whatever, but nothing ever works to the point where it's super bright, like veneers.
1: I have guy friends that have visited um, me, and even when my boyfriend moved down, and like, he's an ass man, and then moving down here, he's like, I've grown to appreciate boobs now, because every ass I see in Miami and Fort Lauderdale is all silicone. And the boobs aren't? Well... I think my boobs aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Is your ass not? <laughs> I wish. Although I have been looking into, I'm very open about plastic surgery. I always say the older I get and the more money I acquire, I will have my entire body done. Like you're just seeing natural Alejandra now, get used to it and appreciate her she will be gone in 10 years. That's so weird because when I was younger, I felt the same way and
0: now I feel opposite. When I was little, I wanted a boob job. My cousin and I made a pact. We were 18. We were going to get a boob job. I was going to get my teeth done. I was going to get all this stuff done. And honestly, I don't feel like it's necessary to change anything because this is how I am.
1: And this is who I am. Yeah. I think I also do it for myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm not getting out. I'm not going here and getting like what I've done is like face fillers in my lips. I'm not getting those so a guy thinks I'm more attractive. I'm getting it because I love how I look and feel when I have it done and I think that's the key when you get work done do not do it for other people because once you do it for other people like now like I just said I've gone nine months almost a year without getting any fillers and I'm going to hate myself every day until I go back under the needle, you yeah. know, like and in, in, like inject my face again. But if I'm doing it for myself right now, I'm pretty content with not having fillers. I think that's the difference.
2: And for
0: me, I'm
1: like, my big thing to make myself feel better is like go to the nail salon
0: or
2: buy a new shirt. But I guess everyone's different. Yeah, because I also think there's other ways for me personally, instead of maybe getting lip injections. Okay, there's lip liner. Why don't you just overdraw your lips? Or people who want a boob job, just wear a push-up bra. I've tried it. Every bombshell possible. I think I look at it more of that way. Like, instead of getting surgery for yourself, and this is for me personal, if you want to get surgery, like, go for it, but I just think that there's other ways to solve it without having to be permanent. You could just do the push-up bra or the lip liner or contour your nose if you think it's too wider you don't like it I think that there's also those solutions that are temporary yeah they might be more work because you have to do it every day but I think it's not a permanent thing
1: so it's just a temporary fix if you just want it in the moment I definitely agree with that I think there's just I think my biggest takeaway from it all is you have to be honest about it Mm -hmm. and I hate when people aren't yeah I hate when people say no I've never gone Botox done it you're you're literally cringing your forehead and I see no line, yeah and you've gone worked done. Yeah, like, you're, like, 40 years
0: old, and, like, I have more facial expression than someone that's 40. Yeah, yeah. And then you just Genetics and skincare can do so much until it's, like, I'm sorry. Like, there's something else that's been put into their
1: forehead. Not even, like, the 40, but, like, the other day when you were, like, oh, Alejandra, like, I have laugh lines and you don't. I'm, like, yeah, I don't, but I've gotten fillers done. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you you see me not having laugh lines, and in in your head you're, like, she doesn't have laugh lines. Like, am I getting older? Like, am I – do I have an imperfection? Like, yeah, I don't have laugh lines, but it's because I paid – juvederm to inject my face you know what i mean (laughs) like that's why you have to be honest not with celebrities alone but also like within your circles
2: yeah just embrace it
1: i will say the one
0: thing that i appreciate about the kardashians is kylie jenner keeping her pregnancy a secret i loved that what an icon amazing that she pulled it off and amazing that she wanted to have that time to like be to herself and not be bombarded by media like i always look at it as They're celebrities. They signed up for that. But this is such a special moment and a special circumstance that doesn't happen all the time. Like, for her to be able to do that and to want to do that was amazing.
2: Yeah, you need some things to be private. And I think even though people speculated, it was awesome that she was able to hide it where it was just, like, speculations and rumors. And not where people always thought it was the truth. Because then she was able to have those moments without it being so public.
1: Do you guys remember... Where you were the day you found out Kylie Jenner confirmed her pregnancy?
0: I don't. I think Emily called me and told me and I was like, okay.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it was a monumental
0: moment for me. So, I remember where I was in like an earthquake, but I can't tell you when Kylie Jenner announced her pregnancy. The
1: Kardashians (laughs) impact my life a lot. (laughs) Um, I remember this vividly. We were on our way to a fraternity party. Like this was still in college. We're getting ready, we're day drinking, and my roommate at the time had the flu, so she was not going to the party with me. And I saw the Twitter notification pop up, I FaceTimed her and screamed, and she knew in that moment exactly what that scream meant. She said, Kylie confirmed it, and I said, yes. We screamed at the same time for another 10 seconds. You knew? Huh? Did you know that I was I 100 knew Kylie Jenner was pregnant. What? I think it was obvious because the one thing that they always
2: did or what they were doing that year was the Christmas cards every single day and Kylie was never in one. And do you remember how everyone always thought that the last day – Was going to be one that had Kylie in the picture. And Kylie was never in the picture. And everyone was so disappointed. Because they
1: did all the babies that year. Was it that year that they did all the babies? They did every... With the jeans and the white shirt?
2: Yes. And they always had different people in each photo that they released. But Kylie was never in them. So everyone assumed the last photo was going to be Kylie Jenner pregnant. And it was going to be the reveal. And when it was not the reveal, people were so disappointed.
1: I also remember what set me off to truly believe that it was real it was because that was the year that they also did a calvin klein ad and it was kylie jenner from like 2014 photoshopped into it oh and chloe was in it as well and i think she's pregnant
2: too there so
1: do we think they did a sister pact of like hey like we are going to get pregnant at the same time i don't think think we accidentally
0: got knocked up both of us and it was a
1: coincidence I don't know. I think they were very smart because then at the same time, how old was she? Kim is also during her surrogate. You pop out three babies at once from the same three sisters. I think there was some Kris Jenner magic. You think that Kylie was building an empire and she just decided,
0: while I'm building an empire, I'm, I want to get pregnant with my boyfriend who I've been with for how long and call it a day.
1: So Kylie always wanted to be a mom. She wanted to retire from the public eye and be like live on her farm, her forty five million dollar farm in Calabasas. <laughs> Her version farm. With her goats uh, slash chickens, whatever she calls she a goat and a chicken. And chicken? No, so she, her mom, Chris uh, Jenner, like there was an episode and she's like, look what I got you. And she and thought it was a pig. Kylie, no, is that a chicken? And it's a little baby pig. What yes.
0: season are there Kardashians of? Because I think I stopped in season four. I, I think, think there's 17. About like, I was going to say about 15. Yeah, I would say I was 14. I think old, I stopped so watching it only just
1: last year. They've been around since 2010, but there's 17 seasons. Do you remember the first
2: time you ever watched The Kardashians? Because I actually really do.
1: I do, and it was the f- it was the episode where Kim go- hits Chloe with her purse because they're throwing blackberries at <laughs> yes!
2: So my first episode ever, me, Gabby, and our cousin were at our grandma's house, and they were watching it, and I've never watched it before, and they kept saying Kardashian, and i have never heard of that name before, so I thought it was so weird, and I kept calling them the crustaceans. And the first episode I've I'm ever offended. watched, I'm sorry. Where was I? Was I don't remember that. When they helped out the homeless guy who was right outside of their store that they had. Oh my what god. What was that? Single? Dash. Dash. And they helped out that homeless guy. That you, was my first episode ever.
1: Do you guys remember when Chloe asked a blind man for directions? <laughs>
2: yes.
0: <laughs> I can't deal with these people. So funny.
1: Do you remember? Um, Secret
0: Life of an American Teenager whatever yeah Guys,
1: I used to watch it hiding <sighs> in my room because I thought I was watching like soft porn. Yeah. Because they were having sex every episode.
0: I like, I did not appreciate that show because I felt like Teen Mom, the first season, showed how not glamorous being pregnant and a young girl was and the pregnancy rate dropped. And I was like, amazing, whatever. Secret Life of a Teenage whatever you want to call it I don't even know I don't remember secret life of an American Teenager Teenage girl okay. or teenager uh, teenager because it was it was all the teenagers. okay okay so like that's girl. me glamorized it and I feel like no one should glamorize pregnancy so sure Kylie Jenner got pregnant these little girls look up to her yeah but she's showing it in a glamorous like most 16 year olds or 18 year olds or teenagers don't have a ton of money a family that supports them, all this other stuff. So it kind of bothered me that she
1: got pregnant. And those were the memes that were coming out. Like, hey, girls, we know you idolize Kylie Jenner, but, like, you don't have her millions to fall back on or her her resources to raise your your kid. Yeah, and so people were wanting to get pregnant with Kylie.
2: Yeah, I think sometimes it's not that she got pregnant and cared about what others were thinking, but if you're in the public eye, you kind of have to think about how it's going to affect others because you have such a different situation And most young girls who get pregnant are unfortunately not in such a privileged situation. So it's just hard because it's making it look... Better. But I even remember when for Zoe 101, when oh Jamie my Lynn God. Spears oh my got pregnant. God. Her kid I was ruined her so childhood upset that that She ruined the canceled. show. Our
1: entire generation hated Jamie Lynn first Because different. the show
2: got canceled because of that, and
1: that show was childhood <laughs> Yeah, it really was. I remember wanting to so I made this PowerPoint presentation of a boarding school I found in Boston to my dad. Like I presented it to my dad and I was like, Dad, like we have to have an interview with the headmaster. I have to go to boarding school. And my dad was like, you don't want to leave home yet. Like, you're 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That show, when it got canceled,
2: I was so devastated. And then I think just everyone was so angry. What it. other
1: shows shaped your childhood?
2: I have to say a big show that stands out to me just that came to my head is The Rugrats. Oh. And it's funny. Oh, we're talking about, like, childhood.
0: Yeah. So meant, she,
1: like, meant, like, she meant, like, here. Oh,
0: um... No, when you were four. Like, yeah, let's talk like about 14.
1: Like, years. my, like, four-year-old show was the Power Rangers. I was always the oh, Pink. I a Power
0: Rangers. No, I, never, I was the Power, we Ranger. Power Rangers. We were totally spies, and we totally were the powder, powder
2: Puff Girls? Yes. Power Puff, Power puff, puff, puff girls. girls. You were Bubbles. I was always Bubbles. I was Bubbles, too. And you were always Blossom. The bitchy one, probably. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some shows maybe in, like, pre-teen years that really had an impact. Which one was that
1: one? Was that the green one? The Powerpuff Girls? Which one were you? That's the green Buttercup. Yeah. Oh. I'm
2: trying to... Okay, Fairly Odd Parents. Love
1: that. Okay, but I want to get into, like, our pre-teen, okay, teenage, okay. like, shows. Arm. Like, What Shaped Me was Boy Meets World. Um and I don't... That one never, like, stuck with me. I think I,
2: I think I started was Housewives on at that time. No Maybe. Housewives, the Real Housewives. Oh my God! And watching the Real Housewives. Well, I have to say I was 13 and watching Grey's Anatomy, and I started early on with Grey's Anatomy. I know a lot of people are binge watching it now, but I started from yeah. like day one. Can I tell you Emily's childhood shows if we're gonna go there? Tell me, sure. Brothers and Sisters. Alejandra
1: loves that show too. So the first day that Emily and I decided to like take our friendship outside of work and just to like, the next level. Yeah, like we were like like flash dating and went out to eat at <laughs> talking. Was she wasn't. We were still feeling her sister out. We <laughs> <laughs> are still feeling Gabby out. <laughs> um no so the first time we talk, we're like talking about TV shows because we both love pop culture and movie and cinema and all that. And I go, Yeah there's the show Brothers and Sisters and Emily's jaw drops and My doesn't come back up for like two stunned. minutes.
2: Because that was the the first show I've ever became so obsessed with where I wanted to be in that family was brothers and sisters a lot I'm sorry I think the thing is I've always wanted a lot of siblings I've always wanted a big family and we've never had a big family and just seeing the banter between all the siblings whether it was them fighting or just like having the best time I wanted that life and I love that show and that's why Rob Lowe became my first celebrity crush because of that show another show that defined me was Gossip Girl I watched
0: that, like, last year, but I must say... So you didn't grow up with it, watching it in middle school? No, I watched it in high school, house, and untold stories of the ER. Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) completely (laughs) different childhood. Definitely. I was a 12-year-old hearing XOXO Gossip Girl, and it changed me. It defined me. It marked me. I always wanted to be a Serena, and I considered myself Serena growing up, and then I've been re-watching it, like, during quarantine. So you looked at her as a positive... Person who you want to be like? I was. I always. Uh, they're all fabulous.
2: I thought, and I thought they were so I like stressful, Charles. and I did not like them. I want to be Charles. <laughs> you mean Chuck? Chuck.
1: Chuck. <laughs> his <laughs> name's Charles. <laughs> That's how much Gabby watches? Yeah. Time. So that is how much. <laughs> when Gabby I feels Charles, when Gabby feels left out, <laughs> and needs to come up with a name, <laughs> time she watched the his, show, she didn't. No, his full name, his full is, name Charles. is Charles Bass. But I will say. <laughs> I adored all of them. I hated Jenny and Vanessa. I hated
2: Vanessa. Oh, oh my God. God. No. If, okay, she so was irrelevant. Let
1: me say something. If you like Vanessa, you are a Vanessa. And yes, it's 100% oh a hundred percent. A character Yes. All right. I'm
2: Vanessa sometimes.
1: <laughs> See, I, just, I can't believe you like them because
2: I honestly did not look at them as I want to be them. I looked at them as they are messed up crazy people who, who are does so live that out I was more into One Tree Hill No
0: oh that's okay. a
1: good one but but you liked, like the like like they had such depressive drama I like liked, I I like Gossip Girl I loved Gossip Girl Okay can I we talk to about be
0: too. I've been Like Lively it. I want to be Blake Lively
1: Blake today. fabulous. I've been rewatching lately and Oh no Georgina is a classic.
2: Oh yes, Georgina, and, and she was Red. an ice princess, and I loved yeah. her.
1: She is. When I was growing up, I hated Georgina equally as I hated Vanessa and um, Jenny. Jenny. That's not true. Jenny. I've always and always will hate Vanessa the most. But I hated Georgina. Now I appreciate Georgina's craziness.
2: Okay. See, I haven't rewatched it. I know I rewatch almost every show I watch, but that show, I don't know. I left that show being like it was good. But
1: I'm over it. But you watched it in high school when it was off I did. the air.
2: But I watched One Tree Hill in high school, and I can rewatch that over and over And I that's See, what's I
1: think- funny. I didn't watch any of these shows in high school.
0: Like, I watched these as an adult. In high school, I was like... I love that, though, because then you yeah. truly appreciate Gossip Girl. Yes, and that's why I love it. I think if I watched in high school, I wouldn't have appreciated it. But instead, I watched, like, House, ER, all this drama. Yeah.
1: Okay, since we're reflecting on our childhood... Let's not talk about so when I say childhood, I don't wanna I don't wanna hear about when you were four. I want childhood <laughs> when you're five. sixteen. So when we reflect on our teenage years, just to be specific, do you have any embarrassing fashion stories?
0: Embarrassing fashion stories. Well, I was super awkward at sixteen. I was like really short and skinny, and then all of a sudden I got fat and tall. So <laughs> besides me looking different from Monday to Tuesday and not having any clothes that ever fit me. I had frizzy hair and glasses. Oh my
2: goodness.
1: Um,
0: so I think every day was pretty embarrassing in oh. my life.
2: I have to say the one thing that I think I was wearing, not at 16, but maybe in sixth grade, which was so embarrassing now looking at it, but it was such a big trend back then, was gauchos. Do you remember gauchos? Oh yes. my god.
0: I'm done we with We thought gauchos. they were the
2: best things ever, and now I think they're so ridiculous I guess the new thing people wear is, like, leggings or yoga pants now, but gauchos were huge back then.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah, for me, my friend and I were actually talking last night about this, so it's kind of funny. Um, I used to wear this super bright, obnoxious colored Juicy Couture sweatsuit. Yes, I remember. My friend was telling me the other day that the first time he met me, I was wearing this bright green Juicy sweatsuit. And I'm like, oh my god, how embarrassing. Gabby
2: was huge into Juicy sweatsuits. And I was, honestly, I never really was that into it. But do you even remember overalls? Juicy tracksuits.
1: Was I into it or was I, I, I into I can tell it? you
2: were. What about uh ed hardy yeah
1: wow. do you guys remember paris hilton coming oh out with her hats and her jeans Oh, see, i didn't
2: think of her from ed hardy i was thinking more jersey shore like on season one and two clearly all not from jersey they wore was ed hardy and ed hardy was huge in jersey like everyone wore everything ed hardy emily and i have a really funny ed hardy oh my god story, this is so actually. good
0: so, there were, like, all these really good outlets and jerseys. So there was the Juicy Couture, there was Ed Hardy, Michael there was, like, Kors. all, like, the gaudy whatever What we stores. love back then? But we loved it. And, I, whatever, I still love a bunch now. Ed Hardy, I think, went bankrupt, so of Juicy, but whatever. We uh-huh. loved it. So, Emily and I go to Ed Hardy, and we're looking at hoodies, and I think I bought a bunch of stuff, and they're, like, this weird guy was hitting on me kevin what's his name kevin his name was kevin you remember he, he had no piercing, piercing in his right? cheeks and his cheeks okay yes he was super short i'm pretty sure he was shorter than i was and he's like oh we have a mailing list like you should sign up blah blah for, here, the, all store. for the store i'm like okay sure whatever <laughs> i live in n hardy everything was on sale i live there it was awesome And I get a text 10 minutes later, like, hey, it's Kevin from Ed Hardy. We should hang out. Mind you, I think I just got my license. I was 17. This guy had to have been like, mid to late 20s yeah never ever hit on him that he would think to text me I'm like what the
2: hell I took her number from the mailing list to get like notifications and text to her it was, but like, I still love Ed
0: Hardy thank and if you go in my closet I still have all my Ed Hardy and juicy stuff see I'm
2: sad I still I have think my, think my juicy stuff I got rid stuff. of them all which I wish I didn't because now it's so I hard to I, find I think I have yours. I think <laughs> what I have to say too it was a big thing for me and now I cringe about it I don't know where I got this trend from I think I made it up in sixth grade, I used to layer back to the colorful baby shirts and wear like five shirts in <laughs> yes. one day. And then you would pull the tank top really like far down, yes. like over your butt, and it would be like stretched super thin. The the one that you wore the one that you wore first would be pulled all the way down, and then <laughs> each one you would pull a little bit more up, so they were all layered. So you just saw me. Guys, are like it. Six shirts. But they were all layered and you could see every single one. And I would wear, like, a pink, a light blue, a dark blue, and a purple. And, like, all layered. And then I think I would wear, like, Victoria's Secret pink, like, sweatpants.
1: Did you guys have any, like, now moving outside of, like, 10 years ago or or even further and going into our 20s or, like, late teenage years, like, 18, 19... Did you have any embarrassing college fashion trends? That oh my god, should I pull up (laughs) pictures? I don't think so. Do you want to know
0: what I wore the first time I went to a frat party? Please, my first frat frat party I ever ever went to. I was 18 years old. I thought it was so cool. I straightened my hair. I used to always straighten (laughs) my hair, so it's pin straight. Mind you, my head is so big that pin straight hair is terrible. It was not cute. It was up to like my shoulders, maybe a little lower. I wore a big black push-up bra.
1: Can I just
2: say quickly that Gabby had the choppiest layered haircut during that time, and she it loved sell, it. Was like it homemade? No, <laughs> she got it done, but Gabby wanted, like, choppy layers, and she loved it, and I thought it was horrific.
0: Anyway, moving on to
2: my outfit. Sorry, So, yeah. I wore
0: a big black push-up bra, mind you, I'm like, a B, okay? So, I probably had double D's in my push-up Bombshells. bra. Bombshells. Bombshells. love them. Still wear them until someone takes off your bra, and they're, like... I'm sorry, I'm looking for Wait, what's have, not in there. Okay, I'll let
1: you finish your story okay. and then we'll go back.
0: I wore a black <laughs> lace top that you totally saw through and then like a little tiny mini skirt with those velvet boots that were like flat. So I wore like boots with like no clothing. And that then, was so
2: jersey-like. I I, I will say, say. No, hold on. I have I to worn that it. out
1: before I wore it. <laughs> She wore it last I, week. I, I wore like a scarf top. So freshman year, my first frat party, I wore a scarf top. Like my boobs were hanging out. I have like C like like slash D depending you do on. You did not me. have C's. I have D's now. Okay. But like freshman <laughs> year of college I had Cs, so sl- Cs slash D's as I like, grew in college. Um because I didn't I didn't get boobs until college. I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get boobs until college. So I was like C and I'm like, oh my god, like I have big boobs. And whatever, now they're D's and I hate them. But um I wore a scarf top, a little body con uh, skirt and over the knee fuzzy boots stop it face
0: with the fur yeah okay so then on top of that i was a true Jer- jersey girl so i didn't realize that my makeup shouldn't be orange so my whole face oh my for college God. was straight up orange
2: that was me like snooky. and no one me. just school, like snooking, literally in high school my mom would tell me it was orange, but I did not believe her. But now looking back at the photos, I wore orange makeup and made my face orange. But I think that was in and world. Well, Jer- it's because did Jersey you guys have Limited time? Two in
1: New Jersey? Of course.
0: So We so it, were Rave Girl fans. Do you know Rave Girl? No, I was that a was Limited Two girl. I love Limited Two I, as I, well I was a rave but girl I think girl.
1: It, it started on Limited Two when we would put blue... Eyeshadow. <laughs> Eyeshadow on oh our my lid, Oh my god. Oh, I
0: have to pull up some pictures of Emily. And
1: Hold a bye. pink on our, on our cheeks that wasn't even blush tone. It wasn't. It was like, it. A, it was like a, an electric highlighter like pink. Like it was a highlighter pink. And then we'd wear it with like a purple polo. That was remember me Remember when polos night. were a trend?
2: Yes. Oh, I, I remember, remember I used to wear blue eyeshadow to school. Not even middle school. I think it was elementary school I started doing that. Yeah. I don't even think my mom allowed it, but I somehow got away with it. And I used to wear that to school and I'm sure every teacher thought I looked insane, but I did it and I wore it proud and I was a makeup girl from day one.
0: Yeah, you've always been into makeup. I must say like I I was and I wasn't. I go through phases.
1: I'm in my same phase that I was my first few years of high school right now where I do minimal, like I just put foundation and concealer on my blemishes or scarring and then I call it a day. I don't even put mascara on half the time. What do you guys feel self-conscious about or things that bother you about yourselves? So I think that I've always loved my body and it's, I am my worst critic. I don't care what you think of me. I love that about you because I care all aspects, so much. In all aspects of my life, not just body image, in all aspects of my life, I don't care what you think about me. Can you give me some of that cool in? You take it or you leave it. And I say this all the time. Like, I remember when we talked about our first impressions. It's like, cool, that's a great first impression. I'm glad you liked me. But whether you had liked me or not, it's who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think being authentic to who you are is so important because then you get the luxury of saying... They didn't like the real me, then you know. But what if you only liked the fake me, or what if you disliked me from day one and it was a fake version of me? Then I'm screwed because I'm like, oh my god, how do I come back from this? It wasn't me, I was putting on a facade, all of that. So I think what I'm self conscious about has to do with myself and how I view life and what I prioritize. And I think as a person, I'm driven by success mm-hmm. i'm self-conscious about am i successful for a 24 year old am i in a place of my career where i should be D- do my bosses think i'm i'm worth it do my bosses think i'm good do my coworkers respect that so all of mine goes back to career rather than body image or like do my friends think i'm bitchy yeah i'm bitchy i know i am you know like yeah. And I'm not bitchy because well, i not, yeah, that I'm thinking you're bitchy, <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. But it's you. okay. Like, I'm bitchy because I'm bitchy, but it's because I'm so direct that people will put a bitch to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not bitchy. I feel like other people,
0: people look at me that way too. Yeah. But it's just, this is how I talk. This is how I am. And like, if you don't like it, don't be friends with
1: me. I Or don't interrupt. Yeah. And me. that's how it should be. I'm also self-conscious about where my relationship is because, and my boyfriend always tells me, don't compare a relationship to other people. I do. I don't compare myself to other people. I, I'm i honest about this. I'm not an envious person. I'm not a jealous person. I don't compare myself to Gabby, to Emily, to X, Y, and Z. I compare myself to myself except relationships. And I don't know why. And I think it's because I see my parents' relationship as what I want. And that's where it starts.
2: So do you plan out things like, okay, usually people at this age... Are married maybe i should be married and start looking at it like at certain
1: ages you feel you should be doing certain things and putting that pressure on yourself uh yes and no i think superficially i compare like oh my god her boyfriend's posting her seven times a day and mine only posted me on valentine's day which is a true story you know like i think that's where i start being like oh my god like she's getting texts every hour i'm only getting texts every two hours That's where it starts eating at me. Yeah. But marriage, no, because then it goes back to, I care about my career. I don't have time right now to plan a wedding when I have to plan 10,000 different other things. So have you planned out your future with your boyfriend
0: in your mind?
1: No. I've planned out how I want my relationship to be like. The time frame of when it happens, I'm pretty open to it. Um, I
0: don't know. I think my interpretation of life and marriage and kids kind of changed as I grew up. Like, I think we said last episode that we all thought by our mid 20s, we'd be married with kids. And I just think career as women and that we have that opportunity to work and be successful is so important. And I'm just all about building my own success and building a life that I can then build a
1: life with someone else too. Do you like compare yourself to yourself? Like, are you like, I have career qualities, and I have like a working woman's qualities, but then I don't have housewife qualities? Like, do you do you do that? Yes and no, because I've always felt
0: like I will never be a stay at home mom. I want to have kids. I've realized that because I feel like I've only realized that because I feel like my life will be boring when I'm 40 and I have nothing to do when my girlfriends are with their husbands and kids. So I do want to have kids, but I've always said I'm going to work and I could never be a stay at home mom. It's way too hard. And I like kids. I think I'll love my kids. I will love my kids. You will. But I don't envy those moms that stay home every day and i give them so much credit because i think going to an office is way easier than being with children 18 hours a day so i feel like i will get married and i will have kids but i feel like i also can't plan it because i need to be to a certain place in my career before i can think about that
2: yeah and i think everything just happens with time like i think at some point you realize you can't plan anymore because everything's just going to happen when it happens. Saying you're going to get married at this age or have kids at this age. Maybe so I get pregnant know. tomorrow.
0: Like I'm yeah. not going to say you that really I... You really
2: don't know, so you can't plan. Like I think when I was younger, I used to try to plan that out in my head. Because I think when you're younger, you're like, oh, I want this type of wedding or you want to do that. But I don't think you really can plan. I think everything just happens when it happens. And also, your views on things change as you get older. Speaking yes.
0: though of types of weddings, because this is something that's super important to me. Have you guys thought about the type of wedding you want?
1: I've thought about like if I close my eyes, I can envision the setting. So I want fifty people, twenty-five of each side, not including parents and siblings. So it's like so so, particular. Yeah, like (laughs) I want I want twenty five guests on one side, like twenty five guests of mine, twenty five guests of his. (laughs) Then he gets twenty (laughs) four. Then he has to cut one. No, like I want a small wedding. Fifty people I always say it's enough for a party, but not big enough where it becomes a show. 50 people is
2: a lot yeah. to me. I always
1: said smaller than
2: that. See, and I don't think that's a lot. Not that I really, ever really planned out my wedding. I never was one of those people who were like, oh, I want a huge wedding, this or that. I think I more planned out where I want a honeymoon just because I love thinking about traveling. Like I always said I wanted to go to Bora Bora. So basic. But I think that I never really planned out my marriage or where I wanted to get married and how many people. I never really planned that. I really just was like thinking about where I want a honeymoon and where I want to see the world and all of that.
0: It's funny, when I was younger, I thought I was going to have like this huge extravagant wedding and I wanted all these people. It was like a status thing. And I must say, now I feel like I want like the most intimate little beach wedding with just my family and I guess whoever I'm marrying and he's allowed to invite just family too.
1: You want but, a beach wedding? What something? if you sweat off your makeup? I don't know. I yeah, feel I don't like, like that. I don't feel like, that like idea. I
0: totally uprooted my life to move to the beach that I'm meant to be married cause, on a beach because this is, like, my final place of where I've always dreamed of living, and now I live here. So whether it's in Florida or an island or Mexico or something like that, I've just always wanted a really small, intimate beach wedding.
2: See, I'm, and I'm more into, like, maybe a marriage – or not a marriage, a wedding in the country. Like,
1: even a like giant – Like, A giant,
2: like, beautiful
1: farm. I love so. um, I had a family friend who got married in Knoxville, and her, yes. she had a farm. Like that's what I want. Themed wedding. It was gorgeous. I, I love will that. say she like uh, our dinner afterwards was on paper plates, but no. it was so sh- it was so chic and so farm themed. That you understood why you were drinking at or drinking actually drinking out of red cups and eating out of paper plates. See, no, I don't it was like that. It was very well executed. Like where you were, like okay, it makes sense. Yeah, it was beautiful though. Her dress was beautiful. The like you walked through the farm, and it was like kind of like Knoxville cabin vibes mixed with farm. I like Ew. it. I really like that. So speaking of weddings, and I guess there's a significant
0: other with a wedding. What are your turn ons and offs of men, or your significant
1: others? I think for me, it's I can talk. I can talk over almost anybody. So I don't like a guy who I can feel I can talk over. I'm very dominant in my life, so I like them. I like them to be the dominant one.
0: Interesting. In all
1: aspects, not just like sex with them like not the dominant like bdsm type that's not what i'm talking about which we could get into but we'll save that for another time (laughs) i was gonna say i'm into it (laughs) but like dominant in all aspects of it like make our decisions tell me like hey i plan this if i'm talking over you be like hey you're talking over me take a breather and let me tell you like i i like someone that is able to control their space and their presence just as much as i can that's so interesting cuz so I'm an Aries, you're
0: a Libra. And I look for the exact same thing cuz I feel like I'm I'm so aggressive and forward in so many aspects of my life and mm-hmm. work with friends, with family that I feel like with a man, I want them to be able to tell me what to do. What I mean, obviously there's boundaries and things in a sense, but I want them to be able to control the situations cuz all I do all day is make decisions. Yeah, I want someone to help me make those decisions, and I also look for in a man, which is a huge turn on, and someone that calms me down and balances me. Yes. because I feel like I'm extremely hyper. I'm at the ceiling when I should be down to the floor or something like that. So I, I totally think that's a turn on when someone can balance me and also tone me down a
1: notch. I think I agree with that. I think when I knew. That I was in the right relationship was when I wanted to go back home to them, whether we live together or not. I wanted to go hang out on our couch, watch Netflix. I've been in relationships before where I'm like, all right, what what bar are we going to tonight? What people are we hanging out with today? Now you're comfortable enough to
0: just be your authentic selves, sit on the couch, do nothing, and spend time together and enjoy it. Yeah,
1: I think when you tone me down in a, a consenting Good way when you're able to tone me down is when I'm like, all right, you're my person.
2: I would say look for blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> oh, that's wrong oh all my goodness. Goodness. I mean, oh, brown, physical. brown hair and blue eyes. So you like blue
1: eyes? I love blue eyes, and I love brown eyes, or I'm green. All about like the deep. Emily, be being the superficial one in this tree. I'm not I thought that was going to be me. I'm kidding.
2: I think that's just what I'm attracted to, not necessarily like I I mean, I can tell you what I'm
1: attracted to. I'm attracted to tall
0: men with big muscles, but... Me too.
2: <laughs>
1: I think other dating deal breakers for me, and going back to how important I cherish my career and my ambition, is if you're a misogynistic guy.
0: Okay.
1: Like, if you aren't okay with me making more money than you for a couple of times our life you know like maybe i just got a raise and you didn't or maybe i'm ahead of you and you aren't like in where you want to be i think that's where i start butting heads and i'm not okay with that i i have got so i don't cook i like to say i don't lift a finger in the kitchen i don't i am maybe the extreme version of a working woman where i look down on Lifting a finger in the kitchen. Do you? Yeah, like I, I don't want to come home and feel like I have to cook something, even for myself. See, and I love that. That I love that aspect. Yeah, but I think it's maybe I'm very extreme on an opposite side. Yeah. Maybe I'm very extreme on the like I don't want to cook for you unless one day I wake up feeling like I want to cook for you. You don't. But what have if he feels be. the
2: same way? Like he's working all the time too. He gets home and he feels the same way. Would you frown upon him? Not wanting to cook and lift a finger, also.
1: No. So, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, what I'm talking about is the guy that expects me because you're a woman. To be the woman that cooks. You know, I could easily be the one that buys groceries every week and you're the one cooking. Mm -hmm. I don't like gender roles in that sense. So, what I, my biggest pet peeve, and I've encountered it time and time and time again, is the guy that's like, well, he just expects the traditional woman role. Because then I'm not a traditional woman and I will also emphasize that I'm not a traditional woman when I think you're expecting it of me.
0: Okay. Well, I found out where you and I don't agree on then. That. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. So I am all about working. I will be a working woman until the day I die probably because I can't sit still. Um, but I'm all about cleaning the house, cooking No for a man. I doing will take money out to bring roles. a clean lady over. I mean, I will too, but I, no, I, I,
2: disagree with I support
0: gender roles and I don't know why I don't want to say I'm an anti-feminist, but I want a man to be a man, which in my eyes is masculine and macho. And I want a woman to serve a man in a sense.
1: Yeah, I I will say. <laughs> She's like, no. I'm the extreme opposite of it. You so I do admit that I'm very extreme about it. You are, because I would say
2: I'm more in the middle where I don't think necessarily that the woman should always have to come home cooking clean, but I think that you need to do your part. Like, if I was with someone who didn't want to do any of that, like, that wouldn't be okay. I think that you need to do your part. I don't think the woman should have to do it. I don't think the man should have to do it, but I think it really needs to be, like, a balance where I'm not always doing it and you're just sitting around or vice versa. Like, I think everyone
1: needs to put in their... I don't think sitting around is what I'm getting at. No, but I yeah, think, I didn't
2: mean like that. I yeah. just mean I think that everyone needs to contribute in that. Unless one person is totally fine with doing it all. Yeah. But I think it really just depends if one person is. But your boyfriend is, right? He, he, is. Loves he, cooking. Loves cooking. he loves
1: cooking. He loves cooking. And it's worked out a lot. And mm-hmm. you know what? If he loves cooking, I'm gonna let him do it. Yeah. What I will make sure is that he's I, mean, not- I love a
0: man to cook for me. I'm not gonna lie. But I'm saying it's like the gender role. I'm okay with it.
1: So I I, I think it goes back to, I want to be my parents' relationship. Every other day, it was my mom or dad cooking. Every other day, it was my dad was getting me ready for school. My mom wasn't. Every other... Like, they... I didn't grow up with gender norms in my house. Okay. I and did And we did, so... Yeah. For like, the most part, I, did, yeah. I, I didn't grow up with... It was my mom that did this, and my dad did this. I sometimes went to get pedicures with my dad.
2: Never. I've literally... Like, had, you know, I so I didn't grow up in that.
1: I didn't grow up in that, so it's hard for me now growing up Mm -hmm. to see that um i don't judge whether you love being 100 percent the gender norm or whether you're against it but i will openly admit hey i'm on the extreme side of i don't apply gender norms what about you gabby i'm gonna be the debbie downer over here um always
0: always that would be me um i would say my biggest deal breaker is someone that drinks too much um i was in what I didn't realize at the time was a super abusive alcoholic relationship. And it. I guess as I got older and I got out of it, I kind of realized how toxic it was to my life and my relationship. And I just, I can't be with someone that drinks too much or yeah. has addictions. I don't consumes. think that's a Debbie
2: Downer. I think that's a really valuable point.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sad that I had to learn the lessons that I learned because it was really rough on me
2: yeah.
0: as an individual and a relationship. But I must say that consuming too much alcohol and drinking or addiction or something like that, I can't do it. And I will never date someone that has a drinking problem because it affects your whole life and your family and your health and your mind. And I just, I can't do it. I was there to support someone and I just, I can't put myself around something toxic like that again.
2: Yeah. I think it's just good to learn at a young age. Like I know it's upsetting that you go through it, but I think when you learn From what you went through like those are the best things because now you know what you want for the future I think what you learn what you want really comes from what you've dealt with and you've seen that you don't want like I don't think it's as easy to figure out what's a deal breaker until you experience it and you're like wow that's really something that I don't want for myself and you kind of learn from that mistake
1: thank you guys so much for tuning in it's always so fun to come together and talk about where all of our three brains are at We've gotten such great feedback and we want to hear more. The good, the bad, the mediocre thoughts. And the nasty. And the nasty. (laughs) Email us your stories. We especially love to hear your embarrassing stories so we don't have to be embarrassed continuously about our own decisions email them at tequila please at gmail.com and do not forget before i dm all of you personally to subscribe and rate us on the podcast app and spotify we absolutely love hearing your feedback and once again just to keep the tradition going we don't care if you liked it or not we had a good time so i
0: hope you liked it but if not just don't listen I think we yep, the There you go. <laughs> yeah, good
2: tequila choice this time.
0: So let yeah. us know. some And we actually got a big bottle, and I'm pretty sure we killed yeah. most of it. So we hope that we weren't slurring or being too stupid for you guys. But we had fun. We hope you had fun. Let mm-hmm. us know what tequila to drink next week.
2: And we'll talk and to you soon. And tune
0: in. See you Wednesday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.
1: Thanks for tuning in.